together why it is called the journey walk with us because as the journey church we're going to walk together that's what we believe God's called us to do in fact very first as Jesus began his ministry he says in Matthew 4 17 from that time on Jesus began to preach repent in other words change direction not a bad thing but a good thing change direction for the kingdom of God, we allow him to sit on the throne of our heart. He becomes king of our life. The king of heaven has come near. So you can be confident that God has a great plan for you. A great plan for you. In fact, Corey Ten Boone said, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Think about that. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. What does that tell us? God has a future for us. He wants to give us a hope because Scripture says without hope, people perish. We are never a hopeless people. As children of the living God, never. Because in front of us is a future of hope. Plans that God has. Christianity was never meant to be an independent study, but a group study. How many of you, when you're growing up and you're in high school or college, are nervous when there's a group project? You're nervous, oh no, I know some of the lazy people, forgive me, some of the slackers, and those who work really hard, and you're hoping, oh, I hope I get some good people on my project team that will work hard and I won't have to carry the whole weight. Same with the kingdom of God. We are called to do life together, to walk with each other. God designed the church. That's the design of the church, that we walk together. We can't run this race alone, friends. We need each other. We need to run together. The church project is Jesus' project. And friends, it's time to get together. For us to get together, to walk through life, to find your church as a family that you can come to and be honest. And we will rejoice with you when you're rejoicing. We're going to weep with you when you weep. We're going to do life together. And life gets complex. You know that. But we're going to walk together. In fact, I love what Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 says. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing nigh. I want to hang out and camp on that verse for a second here before we move on. You find let us three times. Let us. 
let us, let us. What does that represent? Us is more than one. Us is a group. Let us. First, what are we going to do together? We're going to hold tightly without wavering to hope together. We're going to pour into each other the hope when the situation looks bleak, when there's disappointment, when there's heartache. We're going to hold tightly together to hope. Secondly, let us motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us motivate. How many of you have motivating people in your life? Whether they're your spouse, someone at work, someone in your life that motivates you that you can do this. You can make it. And third, let us not neglect getting together. Friends, don't allow that to slip on the back burner. Let's prioritize our coming together as a priority in our life that we can journey together because together is God's plan. Together is God's plan. God didn't plan Christianity to be a solo journey. From the beginning of time, God's plan is for us to do it together. Together isn't always easy. It takes work. It can be inconvenient. You know, in America, I've been thinking about it. We, in some ways, are more connected than we've ever been. This week, we put on Facebook, we put, sent out an email to you letting you know that Agnes Carey went and received her rewards there in the kingdom of God face-to-face with Jesus on Tuesday. Two weeks she hung on for two weeks. We're connected We're connected with Instagram followers. We're connected with Facebook friends, which sometimes I think is fake book. But are we really connected? Do do the social media outlets connect us? Or is it in a distance? And we're not connected. I'm looking forward to next Sunday night when we're together enjoying the big game having a great time, building relationships, building family, doing it together, because together takes a choice. You make a choice doing life with others, plugging into a small group. Don't forget, a week from tomorrow, Pastor Josh and Kristen start their small group on guardrails here from 630 to 8 for those under 40. You say, why under 40? So they can build relationship, so they can do life together. Men's ministry this Sunday night. Tuesday night prayer at Lacassics will be Wednesday night. This There's opportunity for you to make a choice to do life together. Can I encourage you? Because when we do life together, we form true connections. Adam and Eve, from the beginning of time, look at Moses and the children of Israel. Look at David and Jonathan. Look at Jesus, and he had the 12 disciples. And then he sends out 72. We read about it in Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where we was about to go. And he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, 
to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. It's time to get together, in other words. God believes in groups, in us working together to spread the kingdom of God. Not just here in formulating our groups and our small groups, but also in your neighborhood, where you work, and the world at large, which is why Journey is such a big missions church, supporting so many different missionaries around the world. Because when we work together, we can do God projects. When we work together, when we come alongside of each other, when we get together, what happens when we get together? Number one, we call out the best in each other. We bring out the best in each other. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That person there, when you're downhearted and you feel you're in darkness and you feel like you're in the pit, there's somebody that's going to say, Hey, God's got your back. He sees you. He knows you. We bring out the best in each other. Secondly, we call out to God for each other. We pray for each other. Proverbs 17, 17 says, Friends love through all kinds of weather, and families stick together in all kinds of trouble. One of the things I love here at the Journey Church is your heart for each other, your warmth, your friendliness, your care, and your compassion for each other because we call out to God for each other. God, help so-and-so. We know they're going through this or they're going through that, and we pray for them in that time. We call out to God on their behalf. How many of you have known somebody who you felt was just too sick and in too great of a desperate situation to be able to call out on their own? We carry them. We carry them through. We call out to God for each other. And third, we call out the truth to each other. Because Proverbs 27, 5 through 6 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Speaking truth to each other in love. Maybe where there needs to be a reminder and a correction. This week, a dear friend called from out of state, and as she went on and on and on, the spirit was stirring inside of me, and I said, Oh, Lord, please don't let me speak truth that could wound but yet truth that would heal. And there was a reminder that she needed to be reminded of. Hey, this isn't that important in the scheme of life. This isn't worth getting all upset about. This isn't worth ruining a day, a year, over. It'll work out. Let's trust God. Let's pray together. That's what we said. We speak truth to each other. We pray to each other. And then we bring out the best in each other. Because that person turns around and becomes a different person. It's a group project. Working together. And Journey, today I want to introduce you to a group project that we're going to do. 
for 2020. It is Project Rescue Guatemala 2020. It's our own Project Rescue. There are a lot of Project Rescues out there and we support them, we are encouraged by them, but this is our project, the Journey Church Project, Guatemala for 2020. If you came in and you saw the hospitality rearranged a little bit, that reflects our project for 2020. When I went to Guatemala in November, that trip was more about us as a church than just me. I went with one of our missionaries, Carla Weiss. Paul and Carla Weiss have been there as area directors for 25 plus years. They are now at the National World Missions Office in Springfield, and Carla was going back to speak at the National Women's Conference. And her husband said, you know what, you need to take somebody with you who will be able to help speak a little and pray with the ladies and do some things and travel with you. I don't want you going by yourself this time. So when she called, I was leery. I thought, oh, I haven't been on a missions trip for a while since my cancer treatment. Will I be strong enough? Will I be able to go? But there was a stirring inside of me. And when I presented it to our, our advisory board here at The Journey, they said, yes, it'll be a good thing. And I had all these confirmations to go, to go, to go. And when I got there, I recognized that this was a lot bigger than me just going to partner with Carla. Although we had a wonderful time and a wonderful time of ministry, in fact, I'll be distracted unless I tell you this, so I'll tell you right now. The lady there at, at the national, the Guatemala country, they vote on their women's ministry director. She's voted on from the delegates. And Betty was voted in again. Her husband used to be district super, or the, the national superintendent there. Not just a district, they are a nation. And he died of a massive heart attack three years ago. And when we were there, she shared with us how her 41-year-old daughter was just diagnosed with breast cancer. And she has a 9-year-old and a 7-year-old daughter. And we prayed with Betty. In fact, Carla, they gave Carla an honorarium. They gave me a small honorarium. And Carla and I had prayed about it we, before we were taking Betty out on the last day. We said, let's give her that money for her daughter's treatment because she doesn't have the money for the treatment. She's a pastor's wife. They're in full-time ministry, and she doesn't have it. And just this last week, her daughter passed away from her cancer. I got a thing at 4.30 in the morning saying that she passed. She didn't make it, and praying in the devastation of that and how hard it is and the difference that our funds make that our lives make all the way to Guatemala. So many different people. I went to a church, Iglesia Vida. You'll see it here on the slide. It's in Guatemala City, and it's called Life Church. There it is, Iglesia, Iglesia Vida Life Church in Guatemala City. Phenomenal church. Pastor Romero and his wife Myrna pastor there. And then 
I wanted you to see, I thought this was so creative and so clever, the one and two-year-old nursery. Now, this is creative. There you go. That's where you're going to drop your kids off. There's one more slide there, I believe, of the nursery. One and two-year-olds. There you go. Attached. And then there is this new ministry called La Café. There's La Café. It's attached to the church. The bus is just to the left there, and then the church is to the right. There's three ladies I want to introduce you to. The one on, let's see, yes, your left is Myrna. She's the pastor's wife there at Iglesias. In the middle is her mother, and to the right is her daughter, Sarah. Her mother owned the restaurant that fed the Shell Oil employees for 17 years. She fixed the Shell Oil employees' lunch for 17 years. Sarah graduated from Southeastern, our Bible college in Florida, went on and got her master's. She's 21 years old. She went back to Guatemala to, to do the entire region, Convoy of Hope, to work for Convoy Hope. But as God was working in her heart, a tragedy happened. Myrna's brother, her daughter, and her uncle was brutally murdered by gangs. He owned lots of land and lots of property, and he was brutally murdered. And Mom just couldn't get over it. She closed down her restaurant at the Shell Oil Company and became hopeless. But all the while, for three years, the pastor's wife, Myrna, is going down to an area every single Monday feeding women dinner because see Guatemala is known as the land of promise and they come up from South America there to Guatemala they're promised to be able to make money you're going to make money to be able to get to America we're going to pay you good and they take the train up, as you'll see in the next picture. Right across from that, there are 250 of those doors. And you'll know what those doors are. It's human trafficking. When they get off of the train, those poor unsuspecting women, you'll see in the next picture, we went down there on a Monday. It was a national holiday, so there weren't, there weren't many people there. It's legal in Guatemala. The police station is the most beautiful building in Guatemala City, sitting right on the corner, right across the street from this. The government, the police, the high-powered men taking advantage of 250 doors with women never dreaming. That's what the land of promise was going to look like. We never would have gotten down there, but it was a holiday. And the next picture I believe you'll see will be a video. As I took a video in the car that we were riding in and went on and saw door 
after door after door after door. I was just brokenhearted. I could hardly comprehend it. Because we can't comprehend that here in New Lenox. Although it's happening in Chicago. It's happening right by us. The Lord began to stir in my heart as Myrna took us down there. And she said, Pastor Lori, I want to tell you something. Sarah quit Convoy of Hope because she felt God called her to open a restaurant to give the girls a way to make a living that they would teach them to cook. Most of them don't know how to read. They would give them lessons. They'd lead them to Christ. They come out of the life of prostitution. We rescue them out. We provide housing for them. We pay them. And Grandma, will you teach us? You owned a restaurant for 17 years. You inherited all the money from Uncle. You have the money to be able to, and of course their money doesn't compare to our money, they began dreaming, and Myrna had already built relationships down there every single Monday for three years, renting a room and going down there and tapping on the doors and saying, I have a wonderful hot meal for you. Do you want to come? And as they would come and the women would gather, they would be fed a hot meal. And then she had opportunity to say, ladies, we have a way out for you. We have a real land of promise. Don't we, friends? We have the real land of promise. And they began to design and create La Cafe. There's La Cafe. It's a little restaurant that's attached to the church. It has an indoor area and an outdoor area, and you'll see on the next slide that they make their own tables with tiles, all different tables, all different chairs. And then they would begin rescuing the women and teaching them. We ate a meal there. You'll see over the next slides, there's the kitchen that Grandma designed off of her kitchen from the Shell Oil restaurant, there's two of the women that have been rescued that are learning to cook. And there they are cooking. And then they do unbelievable frappes and all the different kinds of coffee. And we ate a meal there. And I could hardly eat my meal. I wept through most of my meal, thinking that the woman, the women that had served me had been violently abused and mistreated, thinking they were going to a land of promise, but finding it a den of slavery. We joined our hearts around in prayer. This is only three months old. By the time we went, we were the first ones from the United States to go there, to sit, to see it, to hear about it. Six women had been rescued from human trafficking. 
and come to know Jesus Christ. They gather. They eat meals. They study God's word. They pray together. If you would get out in your bulletin, there were notes in your bulletin. I'm going to ask each person. The ushers are going to hand them out. I want each one to flip it over. If you don't have one, please raise your hand. I want each person to have a Project Rescue Guatemala 2020 in your hand so that you can read this and see. Project Rescue is a missions opportunity for the Journey Church to invest in helping women out of human trafficking and prostitution and into a life of purpose and faith. You saw at our hospitality, it's rearranged. There are La Cafe coffee mugs there. And I'm asking you every week as you think of it, whatever, to drop coins in those coffee mugs to drop dollar bills in that coffee mug. Maybe you want giving credit. If you drop coins and bills in that, the coffee cups for La Cafe, you will not get giving credit for that. But if you want to make a larger donation, and if you want to make a monthly pledge for 2020, for the year of 2020 to La Cafe, we are going to be sending in a monthly offering that goes directly to them to help house them. Six women come with nine children because that's the trick. The women get pregnant and then they can never get free because they're having to provide for their children. So they can't escape this life that they've been brought into. So we, for every single month, are going to send it to the national level World Missions Department for La Cafe through Carlin, Paul Weiss. They have a separate account for it. All of the monies, friends, we pay $5 for Starbucks. We're not asking you to pay to take a cup of coffee at the journey. We're not asking you. The food is provided for from the people who provide it, who, who make it. The journey, they don't even, those precious people behind the hospitality every single week don't even want reimbursement. That is their gift to you. So we're not saying if you take some of that food and you take a cup of coffee, you better put something in the coffee cup. No, I think it's just going to be God moving in your heart and saying our quarters will add up, our dollars will add up, our $5 bills will add up so that we can make a difference in Guatemala, in La Cafe, and we can help rescue women from the life of prostitution, that we can help offer them the real land of promise because when they rescue them and take them out and bring them to the church and to La Cafe, they find them new housing so that their pimp will not know where they're at. They protect the children. It is a huge financial investment with, with monies for the gas, with living expenses, with paying the girls, with being able to pay them a salary to learn and work. Right now, the six are living by faith. Sarah, the 21-year-old, is not even taking a salary. 
convoy of hope said, what? You're going to do what? We've given you a great job for all of Central America. She said, no, God's calling me because her degree and her master's is in business administration to administer this and to run this and to train it and to teach it and to teach the girls. And guess what? The grandma has new hope. The grandma found a reason to live again. The grandma who has two daughters and one son and lost that son and was devastated. It was such a brutally, brutal way he was murdered. She now has hope. She recognizes that those funds that her son left her can be reinvested into the lives of these women. And the, uh, and the apartment buildings that he owned, she can put the women in there at a reasonable cost. And the mother, Mirna, three years of investing, God has now expanded it. Friends, we are better together. We are better together. We can do more together than individually. I am asking you to really pray about it. And as you see, you will see this for the entire year of 2020. It will be our project. It will be our group project, and there will be no slackers in this group. I'm telling you, no slackers. We're all working together to do what I know that I know that I know that I know that God called the Journey Church to partner with La Cafe in Guatemala City, Guatemala. They plan on coming, Myrna and her mother and Sarah, and even Romero hopes to come to the Journey Church. So we can partner with them in their ministry that God birthed within them. That we can help them find the real land of promise. That their lives will be changed. Pastor Doug, as you come, we're going to take communion together, friends, and I'm going to ask you that you will, in a moment, I'm going to pray that you will come up and get the communion elements, and then let's all stand together in the front. We're going to take communion together. We're going to do this together because God planned us to work together. It's his plan. We're better together. We bring out the best in each other. We pray for each other. We love each other. We speak the truth to each other, and we partner together in projects that God has called us. Would you stand? Lord, I pray right now as we begin to think what you would have us to do. Maybe it's just drop our coins or bills in the coffee cups each week because our little becomes much when God is in it. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the privilege that we can work together, that we can partner together to make a difference in the lives of these women. 
thought they were coming to a land of promise. But we can partner together as laborers in the harvest fields that really show them the land of promise. Lord, I pray you'll multiply our monies so that more and more and more women can be employed. So that La Cafe can expand. So they can get the books they need to be able to learn how to read. So their children can have an education. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for those six women that stood around the circle with me. by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we know that's possible, Jesus, because of your broken body and your blood.